And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle podcast. And as I mentioned in the intro, we are taking it back, back to 1990. Uh, phenomenal album that dropped that year, March 20th, 1990. Mm. The group Bell Biv DeVoe drops the Poison album. And uh, the album's turning 30 years, if you can't count. <laughs> it's 30 years old. And uh, as I mentioned in the intro, my man is back in the building. Eclectic is in the building. E, what up, baby? What up, man? You know how it is. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Man, I had to get you on, man. And first and foremost, man, let me thank you for coming on because uh, I normally try to schedule these things way out, but, uh, you know, a lot of stuff happening and I you know, kind of slipped my mind and I was like, oh, shit. So let me ask Eclectic if he wants to get on because I know... He would be pissed if I did a podcast and did not tell him about this one. Because wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Haven't you done podcasts? Oh, on see, my there, we go. Albums? there we go. There we go. There we go. And it wasn't even yo. I'm gonna do this. I did. Hey, I recorded or, at one a.m. Man, I'm sorry. Or yo, I did this. It was just no. Nah, it just popped up on the feed. I'm like, oh. So, so you did that? Okay, cool. So I'll listen. You know, so don't make it seem like oh, I knew, I knew I had to get you on here because it's just don't, 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 you, you don't, don't fool, don't listen to that. The audience, don't listen to this guy. You, you he literally know. made podcast episodes of my favorite shit. And then, <laughs> but most of them you've been text. on. No, I've been on none of them. Yes, you have. You're I've on the Bobby Brown, the, the, the Don't Be Cruel album joint. We did that. We did paid in full. We did. We did a few joints. I'm sorry, I interrupted your intro. Go ahead, man. <laughs> anyway, my man Eclectic's in the building, man. And we're gonna talk. This is one of his favorite albums. If you've been following the podcast, you know that we did a uh, best uh, albums R and B albums from the '90s, and this one, you know, definitely and was I think it was in his top. Five, if I'm not mistaken, on top of my head, of the '90s, uh, and uh, it was definitely an honorable mention for me. One of my favorite albums from the 1990s R&B albums, uh, Bell Biv DeVoe's Poison album. Um, so we're gonna break down. We're gonna get into the tracks in a little bit, but before we get started, man, um, Bell Biv DeVoe, uh, three guys: Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, and Ronnie De- Ronnie DeVoe. All from you know one of my favorite groups of all time, New Edition. Uh, these guys ventured off and they you know started their own little group. I mean, I guess, I guess I probably should start by asking, what did you think about when you heard that they were coming out with an album? Because I think at the time, uh, the Heartbreak album had already come out. That came out in '88. And so, you know, you got these guys going solo. Ralph was going solo. Um, Johnny had already gone solo. He, you know, he had been a solo artist before. And so, you know, Bobby was doing his thing. He was the king of R&B. And Bell Biv DeVoe, you know, decided to, you know, I guess by default, start their own uh, uh, group. What did you think about the idea, the concept behind that once you once you found out about it? Because, of course, I'm assuming that you heard it somewhere because, you know, we didn't have the internet in 1990. Um, yeah, no. I knew that uh, Bell Biv DeVoe 
was a thing when Poison came out. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't know anything about anything. I was surprised, shocked, and hyped um, when I saw that. But I knew nothing about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I didn't know Ralph was going solo. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> Baby D was going. Oh, boy. I mean, he could have died. So, um, Shout out to Johnny. No, no, no shout out, no shout outs that way. Um, but, but I tell you what, when I did see it, I was almost as happy as you know a Bobby Brown joint because they did, they were brand new. Mm-hmm. It see when BBD came out, it legitimately seemed like. New Edition was holding them back. It was seem like, wait a minute, this is what we could have got? Right. <laughs> and, and, and you was giving us crucial loving? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, so I, I mean, it's just crazy. It seemed, I mean, it, they went from boy band, pop group. I mean, the, arm, the heartbreak was, you know, but then they just took it. They took it to the streets. Right. New Edition has never been in the streets. Never. Not even close <laughs> so, to the streets. You know, uh, the, the closest they got was actual heartbreak video. Mm-hmm. Because that was like a remix. That was like right. the only time they had a remix of anything. But um, but no, when when they dropped, it was like, yo, who since when were they this cool? Right. And um, um. The, the style of dress, mad jerseys, mm. um, and 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 and, and, the, and the sneakers, the the, the weird brim hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, a little further in, as we got the videos and stuff, they they was really the first to give us the um the the airbrushed jeans, yep. the airbrushed overalls. Yep. I mean, mid to match socks. Mismatch shoes. I, I mean, I I was like, yo, I'm biting all of this. <laughs> they were the first people since Slick Rick that I was like, nah, I need to dress like that. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be this cool. I mean, all the different college teams Bev was wearing. And, yep. just, you know, so that plus when I heard the music and thinking, yo, since when are they – you know, in the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so uh, I mean, I loved it, and and because because nineteen ninety was it wasn't super deep for R and B, right? It was it was top heavy. Mm-hmm. You had much so. you had info you had info. You know, they, they dropped born to sing. Keep sweat head. I'll give all my love to you, which is. Which is an incredible album. Really people is. sleep on Keith. People hate on Keith, but I will say this: I do not think, and I will, I will keep saying this: I do not think another R and B singer had a better first and second album than Keith Sweat. Yeah, his freshman is. You said that, and you still you stuck by that. I will stand on it forever. Um, D'Angelo's close, but he's also Neil So. True. Anyway. True. Um, uh, the revival by Tony 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 mm. came out. Um, I'm your baby tonight by old girl that came out. Um, Stop it! But why? That's, that's rest in peace, the nippy. 
so I said, "Oh, girl, you say nippy." Does it I mean you know what I'm saying? So, um, but that was really about it. Graffiti Bridge, you know, mm-hmm. Ralph. You said Ralph said that that came out. Yep. Mariah Carey's joint, but that's pop. Yeah, that wasn't pop. really R and B. Um, so yeah, it was it was now hip hop was different. A lot of dope stuff dropped in, in hip hop in 1990. Tell them. Um, well, I will. <laughs> um, uh, Edutainment, if you mm. want to get a black master, blast master. Um, America because most wanted came there you out. Go. Um, <clears throat> All for one, brand Nubian. Mama said came out. Mm. Um, Step in the arena. Wanted dead or alive. Um, Forever black planet. Yes. Um, People's Instinctive came out. Yes. Um, shit, Short Dogs in the House came out on that idea thing. Okay, Solo came out. Uh, Sex Pack is Digital Underground. Yes. Um, um, what else? What else came out there? Holy Intellect, The Poor Righteous Teachers. That joy came out. The Killer Will, Granddaddy IU, Smooth Assassin came True out. True indeed. White Ass Taste of Chocolate came out. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Um, oh, Sam W and the the blue tape, the blue album came out. Sam W, come to us one of the thing. Um, Back from Hell, Run DMC, mm-hmm. and the greatest, technically, technically the greatest album. Please Hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> Everybody had that. Please Hammer, don't hurt him album. Yeah, I had to take yeah, so, shout out to him. Yeah, a lot of shit came out in ninety, but you know, which made you think. Maybe um, um, uh, Mike and Ronnie's lyrics could have been written by some, you know, could have been written a little bit better because all the stuff came out. Lord Finesse joint came out that mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. The Funky Technician. Yeah. So, but um, for R&B, it was, it, it was, it was a little sparse. So when this came out, it was crazy. Now I got a question for you. Go ahead. Do you consider Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe a new Jack Swing album? That's a very good question. <clears throat> I, know I do that. don't consider it a new Jack Swing album, even though a lot of pundits no do. Shit. Listen to your words. <laughs> hey, man, I've been reading. Uh, a lot of pundits do. They, they consider it new Jack Swing because new Jack Swing was very popular. Um, in that particular time. And the reason why I don't is because I always associate New Jack Swing, obviously, with Teddy Riley. Um, while this has a New Jack Swing feel to it, we're going to talk about the production and some of the people that were you know, responsible for producing this album. They're not New Jack Swing type producers, so I don't give it that New Jack Swing label, but I've seen a lot of... Uh, I've seen a lot of publications and, and, and outlets and stuff like that label this a New Jack Swing album. I wouldn't say so. Um, in fact, you know, BBD famously uh, referred to themselves as uh, their music was uh, mentally hip hop smoothed out on the R&B tip with a pop feel appeal to it. So, you know, I, I wouldn't call it New Jack Swing, but uh, that's a great question, though. I've heard people refer to it as that, though. Yeah, what about you? I, I I don't. It seemed like this was like the sequel to to New Jack Swing. It seemed like it was New Jack Swing Part Two. Mm, mm. But, I could I can see know. that. I could definitely see that. I think it's uh it it's it just really depends. And I think one of the things that you know, even going back to what you said about how R and B 
was top heavy. I remember some publications trying to make this a rap album, but it really isn't a rap album, you know, because they're singing on it. There's there's elements of R&B in it. This is and I mean, obviously, they've got a couple of ballads on here, too. I would never call this a rap album, but, you know, some of the producers, some of the production sound. And when you encompass that in the year of 1990, it does, you know, sound a little hip hopish. But no, when you stack that (laughs) up against just half of those rap albums that you named that came out in 1990, it's not a rap album. It is an R&B album. Oh, 100%. No doubt. No doubt. So I think my first impression was I heard about it, but I had no context. So really, my introduction, I think I remember hearing Donnie Simpson talk about it on Video Soul or something like that. Um, that's That was my only thing. They said, well, hey, you know, uh, they're going to come out with a, a a new group and they never said what their name was going to be. They just said, you know, Ronnie um, and Mike and, and Ricky from new edition are going to have their own solo group. And that was it. And they didn't go into any detail. So I came into it much like you sight unseen, unheard. And, you know, I kind of walked away, like you said, like, wow, this Bell Biv DeVoe, BBD, this is what we're getting. Like, this is because if, when you picked up this album, in 1990, if you were looking for Candy Girl, if you were looking for the dance moves and sorry, you're not my kind of girl. And, you know, is, you know, I don't know. Is this the end? This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't even close to being it. So um, this album, like I said, dropped uh, March 20th, 1990, went on to sell uh, four million records, quadruple platinum. Um Every it was everywhere. It was out of here. I mean, like just a crazy album. As I mentioned a little earlier, some of the production. Um, a couple of names that stood out to me as far as producers, uh, Doctor Freeze. But the ones that stood out to me the most was uh, the Bomb Squad. The Bomb Squad. Eric Sadler, Sadler, Hank Shockley, and Keith Shockley. Now, if you're a hip hop fan, you remember the Bomb Squad from their work with Public Enemy. Did you? I guess I should ask you, when did you realize that the Bomb Squad produced this album or most of this album? Um, never. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I think I, I read, I read, you know, in the liner notes, but it didn't really click. Right. And I paid no attention to tell you the truth. Yeah, same here. I just I, I think I probably realized this maybe about two years ago, if mm. that. But um. I mean, from the Bomb Squad to, you know, Dr. Freeze to uh, Alton Stewart and Timmy Gatlin, they all now, know, now, had, now Timmy Gatlin. Exactly. Now that I knew about. Yeah, that we knew because his, his uh, ties to Guy. He was actually yeah. in Guy before. Did they kick him out or did he leave? Nah, he left right after the photo shoot for yeah. the album. <laughs> and never got the juice from the from the album. Um Mm-mm. But yeah, it was uh this so this album again the the production was crazy, but we again not seeing this album coming forth. All we know is that once it dropped, it it was everywhere. Um, so we got great production, uh, and then we got like you said the visuals. What was it about BBD that you think at this particular time that resonated so much with you know because we both were relatively young when this came out. 
Um, you were probably in preschool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he was forty-seven. But <laughs> so, you know. so uh, I was in high school. I was a seat. No, I was a junior in high school. And mm. um, so, what was it about their look that you think that you know kind of resonated with us so much? Because, like you said, you wanted to bite their style because it was just again crazy. It was the the sports paraphernalia the. Um, the the airbrush joints, um, the sneakers. I mean, if you really think about it, <laughs> for nonsense like she gives me a bang. Did you see no addition of sneakers? Never. <laughs> you know? No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, uh, did you get it yet? May maybe you caught Ralph in some sneakers when he was in the L.A. Forum. You know, you see what I'm saying, though? You ain't never see them in jeans. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how far, since, like, far back I got to you know, go. Count me out and shit like that. It was when you saw him in jeans. Right. But you never really saw him in sneakers. So you see him in sneakers, you see him in jerseys, sports T-shirts, baseball caps. Um, then they had the ill sweaters and the trench coats. I mean, the style was crazy. That plus, they had the greatest dancers in the history of music yes. the <laughs> girls with the, the ponytails and the cut off hockey jerseys or the overalls with the straps down and they danced their asses off and they were and mad I, midriffs well you know i'm a big fan of the midriff <laughs> um so you we never seen that before and we never saw that in hip-hop or r&b never this is true. So this is so. So true. I don't know who was the mastermind behind that. Something tells me it was Biff, but whoever came up with this concept, whoever came up with, um, you know, a lot of people said it's New Jack Swan. I didn't know that it was mental, but <laughs> <laughs> so, but whoever came out with that, it was perfect. I mean, they wearing glasses when they didn't need glasses. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they all kind of crazy stuff. It was just dope. Yeah, it really nope, was. Uh, pun intended. Pun intended, right, right, right. It was, you know, I think one of the things that really stood out to us, man, was just they were so different, like you said, from New Edition. So it was like we really got introduced to the grown New Edition. Where what, And I don't want to, you know, kind of misconstrue because – any heartbreak, which was New Edition's album before you know they branched off into Belle Biv DeVoe, that was a very grown album. That wasn't Candy Girl. That was you know these guys going through you know young adulthood or what have you like that. But like you said, this was a street album, and it had a look and feel appeal to it to where we just had to you know we gravitated toward the beats and everything else like that. And they was well, Ricky was singing on it, and you know. Bivens and, and DeVoe backed him up and it was just I think they it was a perfect time it was a perfect storm and I'll be honest there were a lot of people did, that didn't think that this was going to work they didn't know what was going to happen because think about it Ricky led on you know a lot of new edition songs but we never heard Mike and Ron you know lead on any songs or anything like that so we didn't know if they're going to form a group what they would be doing but like you said they flipped the whole script and everything was dope um <clears throat> excuse me the um 
the next thing I wanted to ask you as we get into the songs, um, what's your what's your favorite? You can tell me just your favorite songs on this album. Um, well, that's easy. My favorite song on the album is "I Do Need You." Okay, ballad. Um, yeah, hey ladies, I'm single. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, quick, quick question. My God, does that song remind you of a special young lady back in the day? Mm-mm. Okay, all right, just checking. You know, when dudes, Man. when dudes, when dudes holler these ballads, I, I just want to check and make sure. Nah, that was um, that was the that was the either get you ready to call somebody <laughs> or the play in the background while you're on the phone with somebody. You know, because mm. you you hit you hit them with that because everybody give you the when will I see you smile again? But nah, you give them the one right after it. So like, oh shit, he ain't like old boy. I'm like nah, that ain't me. Right. Um, but um, I do need you. Do me and dope. Mm. Those those, yeah, you know. But I liked everything except for really. One and a half songs. Okay, which one? That was gonna be my next question. Which ones didn't you like as much? I mean, the half is I still like it, but I think it's the second weakest song on the album, and that's let me know something. Hmm, okay. I like it, but mm, but <laughs> Um, ain't nothing change. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Look, man, that can that can go. <laughs> and it's it's not because you know because I love the hook. I like the way the hook mm-hmm, was sung. I like mm-hmm. I like I like you know. And then the the music, the beat was cool. It's just the the the, the rhymes. Not saying that they were whack. They weren't even they they were the the weakest of the rhymes on the album. Facts. Facts. And they sounded like this song, the whole song really sounded like it could have been on the house party soundtrack. They sounded like kid and play on there. <laughs> and so, you know, they got way better after this. They were better on this. But it's just that one, that one didn't get me. Hmm. I totally agree. Totally. Yeah, so where, where you going? What was your now? If your favorite one was "Ain't Nothing Changed," I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That that is my least favorite, and it's not that it's a bad song. Um, I, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I never really thought about it. Now, I could actually picture that song like on a house party uh, soundtrack. Like I really could mm-hmm. see it being there. Uh, not saying it doesn't fit on this album. It just doesn't sound as good as the other songs on the album. Now, keep in mind, folks, when this album came out in 1990, I had the tape. So there was no CD. So there was no skipping. So really, you had, and I will go through the track listing, but just to give you a little preview, Ain't Nothing Changed is the seventh song on the album, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost smack dab in the middle. Exactly, because Poison is the sixth song on the album. And then so Ain't Nothing Changed is follow up by the first ballad, When Will I See You Smile Again, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So you had to pretty much sit through that song 
to get to when will I see you smile again? Unless you wanted to hit fast forward, and I wasn't about fast forward. I was yeah. about that sitting through the album. You know, we we ain't really do a lot of fast forwarding back in the day. Because yeah, that was like, go ahead. Like so, Poison was like the first song on the second side. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, ain't nothing changed. Probably my least favorite. Um, my favorite songs, man, dope. Um, definitely uh, BBD. I thought it was me. And um, and when will I see you smile again? Those are probably my three favorite songs on the album. Uh, <laughs> I do remember uh, me serenading a, a, a young tenderoni. Um, I was singing "When Will I See You Smile Again" to her back in the day. Um, Lame. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the, the Miak Mac, man. <laughs> I was just saying. Uh, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she doesn't like me to this day, but you know, I mean, she liked me back then. It was cool. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, there, there really aren't any bad songs on this album, and it this, I mean, actually, there's some dope ass music on this song on this whole album. Um, but yeah, those are my three, and like I said, ain't nothing changed. Probably could have been left off, but um, you know, I like I said, I, I'll sit through it. But uh, like, oh, yeah. I, like I mentioned, this album, four times platinum. Uh, the first single was released. Uh, the, the title track, Poison, was released uh, February 24th, 1990. Um, so it came out just before the album came out. Again, the album was released March 20th, 1990. So uh, I tell you what, this is a great place to take a quick break. Uh, we'll hear from Bell Biv, oh, getting tongue-tied, Bell Biv DeVoe. And on the other side, man, we'll go through the tracks, man, and tell you what we liked about the album uh, and tell you what we really, really think about this album. So sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. You all didn't expect this, did you? You wanted it, but you didn't expect it. Definitely. Um, it was uh, it's something that we wanted. Um, like you said, we didn't expect it. We expected to have some kind of uh, success because we are from the group New Edition, so a lot of people know of us. But for it to be, you know, on the level that it is now to sell three million albums before our first date on tour, you know, we never expected something like that. So we're shooting for, you know, five and six, hopefully, and you know, with everyone's support out there, we'll be able to do it. And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle Podcast, and I got my man Eclectic in the building. And we're talking about the 1990 debut album from Belle Biv DeVoe, a.k.a. BBD. Uh, it's entitled Poison. And as I mentioned before the uh, for the break, that we're going to come back and talk about the tracks. Um, so let's get right into it, man. Uh, first track. Uh, produced by Dr. Freeze. Uh, it's called Dope, a.k.a. She's Dope. Um, one thing I realized in, in look, doing a little bit of research on this album, uh, they didn't write a lot of lyrics on this this album as far as Belle Biv DeVoe was concerned. Um, is that surprising to you? No, because, I mean, R&B, I mean, most R&B and pop acts, they don't write the lyrics to their songs. Some of the most famous and important songs ever, they didn't write them. Mm. I, don't, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected that. I yeah. wouldn't even thought of that. Um, so, nah, nah, they're cool. 
Yeah, I, 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 it was just something that just kind of jumped out at me. Not like you said, it, when it comes to R&B, uh, you don't really, you know, people don't care who wrote the song. Nine times out of ten, the artists themselves didn't write it. But, uh, right. you know, Let's you can't be. About it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, any any um, Heartbreak, the album, just about, what, 95% of it was written by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm, this is yeah. true. They didn't, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they didn't write shit. Matter of fact, the only thing that they wrote was uh, "Super Lady." Um, Ralph had his um, his um, his solo competition. Right. He right. Wrote, he wrote that. Okay. And then they did, and they did the. Um, That's the way we're living. That's it. Everything else was. Wow. They. They didn't write "Can You Stand the Rain" or "Not My Type of Girl" or "If It Isn't Love." If, if Jimmy Jimmy Terry Lewis wrote "If It Isn't Love," <laughs> <laughs> so 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 when you ask me, like, nah, I wouldn't expect the right shit. Oh, you got a point there. You got a point there. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it, it's interesting. They so this album comes out, and like I said, didn't even write "Candy Girl." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was they were like seven when Candy Girl came out. Saying, man, I mean, it like they was complex lyrics. But go ahead, go ahead. No bad. doubt, no doubt. So the first track, "Dope," is is uh, it leads off. I think "Dope" is a great lead off. Um, again, it's got the little piano riff. Uh, this surprised me the first time I heard it because, again, we're getting this album sight unseen, unheard, so we don't know. All we see is the cover. And, you know, the guys are pretty decked out on the cover. And then you start playing it. The first song that you play is dope. And it's like, wait a minute. This is really what they're doing here? Like, we, I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, man. I'm telling you, just, that's probably dope is my favorite fast song mm. on, on the album. And when I heard that. I was like, come on, man. This is crazy. <laughs> because you never heard you never heard them sound like this. You never heard a song. Like I gotta express what was out then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was what was out and and you know, because like I said, oh girl, I'm your baby tonight, Mariah Carey, even the Keep Sweat stuff. It didn't sound like this. Nope. It didn't sound like dope. Nope. So um, so the mere fact that they were giving, giving you this, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think even like you said, not only did nobody give you this type of sound, nobody looked the way that they looked, and so we just we. I guess what the paint the picture that I want to paint for the people listening who may not have been around when this album came out in 1990. Understand that Ricky Bell, Michael Bivens, and Ron DeVoe are three members of New Edition, but they weren't the most popular or you know, out in front guys. They were kind of like the background guys really in the group. So as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that Bell Biv DeVoe is probably the ranking yes. of them as far as popularity Fact. after the other people who are not in after the other people that are in New Edition. I it goes to people were in New Edition, which is Bobby, then Ralph. <laughs> you don't think Ralph more popular? No, I'm stopping. Bobby's, Bobby's so, clearly the most popular so, member and my favorite. It goes, 
It goes Bobby, then Ralph, and it only goes Ralph because he was the lead singer. Yes. So it goes Bobby, Ralph, Ricky. Uh, what's up? <laughs> it goes. It goes Bobby, Ralph, <laughs> Ricky, Mike, and then Ronnie. You know, and so so that's really I think that is that's the ranking. Their name is the ranking. Yeah, so they, they, again, they were, these guys were, I don't want to, I hate, I don't want to demean it by saying they were bad, but they were the least most popular people in the group. And honestly, this album, if if this had been Bobby Brown and two other people, we probably wouldn't have been surprised, you know, given the fact of the superstardom that Bobby was on and the run that he was on at the time that this album came out because Bobby still was crushing it. But this album was phenomenal. And to think that these three guys could defect from new edition and produce this kind of album was really unreal to us as fans. Um, because, because go this, ahead, go ahead. this was basically their Bobby Brown album. Yes. Cause preach because out of the, and let's be, let's be real here. Of the nine songs that's on this <laughs> except for I think ain't nothing changed, mm-hmm. which we said is probably the the weakest. That's the only one they ain't talk about women getting women having sex with women. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Every song they hey she's dope. Hey, I thought it was me that made that girl. Hey, girl, let me know, let something. Me know something. Hey, girl, do me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that girl's poison. Right. Hey, when want to see you smile again, girl. Hey, I need you, girl. <laughs> so it was, it was, so it was, it was, it was they shit. And so not only that, so since we're talking about dope, the song, crazy, never heard anything like that. And then we got the video, mm. which wasn't the version on the album. Nope, sure wasn't. And it was even better. The video was the remix, correct? Yeah. Okay, okay. The video was the remix. And wow. Yes. It was was just incredible. So, um, but that song... And you can't... I can't talk about the song when I'm talking about the video. And also, when we talk about the... I also I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the boots. Yes, wasn't nobody doing the boots. Nobody. Again, this, this is nineteen ninety. Joe This is this <laughs> yes. Joe Jodeci. Jodeci was still singing with Father MC a little bit after this. <laughs> I mean, so they they had they had the boot. BBD does not get the respect that they get. They they deserve right because they they are the ones that took the. R and I guess R and B group to the street. Yes, fact. They, you know, but you go to that video. They had, they had leather beeper covers with their names on them. I mean, they they had so they have they have the the baseball caps, but they had twisted the brims up, mm-hmm. make them look all weird. Nobody's ever done that. Did nobody even do that then? Nope. Nope. Or since, um. They had, like I said, they had the airbrush joints. Always had a fresh cut. Mm-hmm. Um, rocking inside out. Inside out with the tag on it. I mean, uh, it, 
And then they had the girls and the spandex. The, the, oh, uh, yes. the spandex, the biker short, the biker pants. Yes. The, the, they, and they were wearing the boots with the shorts. They, mm, they were wearing construction Crushing it. Shorts. Crushing and, it. I mean, they, the stage shows was crazy. This was they this was their Bobby Brown joint, though. And they had excellent branding. Everything had Bell Bev Defoe yep. on it. You know, they made sure you knew who they were, but dope. Incredible song. Sexy X rated video queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, listen, that that joint was so hard. That's a perfect way to lead off an album. Uh then it's follow up on track two by BBD. I thought it was me. Mm-hmm. Man, listen. This joint again, I was in high school, so you could <laughs> when this came on, you couldn't tell me nothing. Man, we used to I just remember this being played at our, you know, uh at our school dances and stuff like that. Man, we used to just jam to this joint, man. It was um this was and again, I, I'm rocking out to this song and have no clue at the time that it was produced by the Bomb Squad. And I love the Bomb Squad for what they did with Public Enemy, but to go from Public Enemy to, you know, Bell Biv DeVoe, that I mean that's like night and day. And um yeah, BBD, I thought it was me. Again, I, as I mentioned, one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, it, the It's a great second song, you know, and it just shows you where the, the album is just taking off. And, and I'll be honest, this, as much as I love Dope, when I heard BBD, I thought it was me, I was hooked. They, they had me right there. Like, the, <laughs> the rest of the album could have been trash. It probably wouldn't have mattered because they had me at this song right here. What'd you think about hey, it? The again, not only was it the second song and the video, it was a continuation from the dope video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this song because this was a it was a story, <laughs> you know, yes. you know it, it, telling us about the check, um, and it, and then the. The beat now that you when you realize it was the bomb squad, you can hear the bomb squad. Yes, now you can. But if but if you don't know, you wouldn't have known that they produced this thing. You would you would have had no idea. But um again, I'm going to the video. They had the helicopters with Bell, <laughs> yes, Bib Defoe yes. on the side. That shit was so uh, dope, um, man. <laughs> then and then unlike dope, they hit us with the with the different with the casual wear. They hit us with the mm. with the jeans. Um uh they um, Bev had some some overalls, but they weren't jean. They were just like whatever the fuck. <laughs> some overalls. <laughs> they, had the, they had the trench coat. Ronnie had on like a leather jacket or something, you know, a sweater. Um, I mean, and they still had the girls dancing. And the other cool thing I, I liked about they um their songs, but in, in the videos, their videos like. They had a story like it seemed like they had jobs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was just like it was just like his video. Like I think it. Um, I thought it was me. Bev was at like a drafting table mm-hmm, with mad mm-hmm. engineering stuff, but then he had like a basketball hoop on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> they had some fly. Always had fly women in their videos too. Yeah, definitely. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> She was sticking closer to you than the bread on the meat, meat of my sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> I know you rock the boots, cuz. 
Oh my god, <laughs> man! Let me tell you that, like you said, very a lot of you know getting you know talking about girls, getting with girls, and again for me that was right up my alley because I'm like 16, 17 years old. So that's track two. Then you go to track three. Let me know something we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, I like this joint, man. Another joint produced by the Bomb Squad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like he said you used to be prim and proper. Now you. Uh, what do you say? Um, prima donna, now you're going because you're no longer the apple of my eye. Kiss all the crap mm-hmm. goodbye. Man, I just, I like their raps on this one, man. I think I think that these guys were, you know, again, it was that they, they weren't any threat to, you know, <laughs> Rakim and uh, LL. But they were no threat to King T. <laughs> 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 what? Man, shout out to King T. But, I mean, um, my favorite, like one of my favorite West Coast is. Oh yeah, but, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. But you, you're right. They, they weren't. That's the thing, man. They weren't rappers, but they could rap. And they, I mean, they, we didn't mind, man. And even going back to something you mentioned a little earlier, man, about the videos. We, we also, as you guys are listening, you understand we're we're associating these songs with the videos because the videos went with the songs because that's how they packaged it, and the videos enhanced the songs, even though the songs are already dope. And you know why else? And, and and if you're a younger person now, you're like, nah, man, that's why the, they was rapping. The reason why they can get that off is because they were first. Mm, and what yes. I mean by first, I mean first. Really first. They were rapping on Candy Girl. <laughs> <laughs> they were rapping. As they strange were rapping as that on sounds. Cool it now. They. Nobody, no one was doing pop songs, R&B songs, and rapping. The closest you would get an R&B, like in, in the 80s, you would get an R&B, and then they had Big Daddy Kane come on, or Rakim come on with Jody Watley, or Ecstasy come on with Midnight's. But no, they were the group, and then they rapped mm-hmm. in the early 80s. So you like nah, Ronnie DeVoe, he don't be. He's been rapping when that came out. He's already been rapping for like ten years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like nah, Bars. let him get that off. He, he he been rapping forever, man. He could get that off. Let him. Come on, let me know something, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't fresh in your fresh gear. Ah, so Maria, see ya. See ya. yeah man i love that joint man so let me know something was track three then we go to track four which happened to be the second release it was released on june 10th 1990 do me take a look Uh at me tell Uh me do you like what you see do you think Mm. you can do you think you can do me Mm. man listen who that Go ahead. No, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Great. You cook. Go ahead. Look, <laughs> that song that might be the that might be the best song on that. I mean, again, the way you just started it off, and matter of fact, that might be the first song in the history of songs. Ronnie went first. He does. He does go first, and they he don't go first on a lot of songs. In fact, you don't really hear a lot from Ronnie outside of rapping. But he's actually he did, singing. I, what I'm saying, he sung. He yeah. didn't, he didn't start off rapping. He, 
he tried to give it to him. <laughs> I mean, and, and, he, and, he, and he got it off, man. Um, this this song has some has some sauce in it. it Would does. you mind if I looked at you for a moment? I mean, that's <laughs> before I make sweet love to you. Now, now, now we, we're gonna be honest here. In twenty twenty. 2021 whenever you're hearing this right you could not get off backstage yeah underage yeah adolescence how you do i like to do the wild thing action took place hey <laughs> it's whack. it's whack it's no it's wet oh it's kind of oh, wet i'm sorry we're not whack it's wet Kind of wet. Don't kind of forget. Wet. Don't forget. Well, now, look, at least he performed and practiced safe sex. But boy, did he just say it was an underage adolescent yes. that he smashed backstage. You cannot get that off at the time of this recording. It's impossible. <laughs> However, it is important to say, regardless of what he said, Two things. One, for us, an iconic verse. <laughs> <laughs> and two, man, we was just partying, man. We don't pay no attention to what he said. We, we, back then, yeah. it was like, like, come on, man. It's 1990, man. You, man, go get your little 15-year-old. Go ahead, man. Yeah, we, we did let him slide with that. I mean, we really, really let him slide. Nobody said nothing. Nobody. We still don't care. We just got to bring it up because it's funny now that they got that off. Right, right, right. And, and you know what? You could be in a club and then come on and you'll sing the lyrics and keep it going. You won't even think twice about it. This might be the best song on album. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone loves poetry, but I will say this. From this entire album, start to finish, <sighs> Poison, the, the, the bridge for Poison mm-hmm. is the only thing close too iconic as smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no! Oh, no. Listen, to, listen. Everyone knows that your granny knows that. People who don't know who BBD is can finish that. People who have never heard this song yes. can finish that. Yes, <laughs> that crazy. is the most iconic. That's one of probably one of the most iconic scenes coming out of the nineties. Smack Ooh, it up, flip to the it. Jacuzzi. Ooh, that booty. Smack <laughs> it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> for those of you playing at home, <laughs> you know why I was oh no. It was over. <laughs> it was over. It was, was a wrap. It. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. You you're right. You're right. That might be that might be uh, yeah, poison is heralded, but that might be that one lyric alone puts do me up there with uh one of the best songs. I say one of the best songs to come in the nineties, period. R and B or hip hop. Um so we go from that to track five. Well, Ron, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, you wanna go back? I, I, yeah, I would be irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And, and the people that listened to this that was that was outside when this came on would kill me for this. I'm not even going to kill you for this because you got a job to do. You got to make sure the pace is going. We got to get through all these songs. But I, a stickler for details, will not get off without giving a shout out 
to the video mm. uh, of Doomy yes. with a very young and fine Nia Long. She was in the video? See you, everybody. I got to go. Oh, I got to go back as soon as we finish. I got to go you back. Remember the, you remember in the video where they, you know, they take a look at me and then they, the, the girl with the silver bikini and the guitar? Yes. That's Nia Long. The fuck out of here! I did not and know that. And she's also on the boat during um, the Biz verse. Yeah, that's near long. Yo, I'm going. It's, yeah, I gotta, I gotta see that. Wow, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, never yes. knew that. It would have been irresponsible of me to not mention that. <laughs> see, that's why I have to have you on here because I would have done this podcast and not even mentioned that because I didn't know. Wow, that's what's up. Um. Yes, okay, so we move from that video with Nia Long and that song. Doobie, you guys make sure when you finish listening to this podcast, you go and watch the video on YouTube uh, to the next track, track five. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny. And um, that's it. And that's it. And that's it. Word to the mother. (laughs) Word Word to the mother. Which was a popular saying back in the day. Instead of saying word to the motherfucker, we say word to the mother. Um, and then or was it, it was really cool when you said word to the mother right? with a V because the V is for victory. Exactly. And don't say word but, to the motherland because, you know, that's, that was kind of old. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that was another banger that I liked as well. Um, another one produced by uh, this one actually produced by BBD themselves and Peace Production Wolf and Epic. Um, this one they actually wrote uh I'll be honest, I, as much as I like this track, and you know where I'm going, the remix, and we will talk about the remix before we finish the podcast. The remix was better, and so when I think about this song, I always think about the remix. I will listen to this album, and when I finish listening to this album, I always go back and listen to the remix of Word to the Mother. Just because I have to. Just because the song is iconic. That's all. I, I can't I can't disagree with anything you said. The only thing that I will give you is at the time Poison came out, the remix didn't exist. Right. So that's all true. we had. That's all we had. So basing it on what we had at the time, uh, the song was dope. I was like, okay. I, I loved it. Um but yeah, the remix. Rem- I'm I'm not going to say. Nah, maybe I might have cried when I saw the remix video. <laughs> I think I you said have. that on the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I think I teared up. Um, you know, especially after the very beginning of the song was done because that was the only time oh boy I don't know who invited him to the video shoot well, shut up um, he had nothing else to say for the whole and then that's why the song was incredible if you guys oh, haven't figured up. this out yet E. Clayton has a beef with Johnny Gill what, what? who what's up oh old boy that uh, made the album with Stacey Lesser old oh, oh boy <laughs> oh boy nah he made the album with Stacey Lesser really um, yeah, they perfect did the, combination um, but, yeah see I, nah I remember him <laughs> with the curl and whatever. all. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that guy? Um, but yeah, man, you're right. That, but uh, 
that's all we had when when this song and don't get me wrong for those of you listening this is a dope ass song it belongs in this album phenomenal track it's just my preference is the remix of the uh, remix of this version uh because it features all new edition members um but this song this song jams nonetheless so yeah yeah i just i just had to throw that in uh then we flip the tape and we go to track one which is track six if you're scoring at home the title track Mm. poison Deadly, moving in slow. <laughs> Produced by Dr. Freeze. The low pro hole should be cut like an afro. <laughs> I think that's the first time they let people get off the word hole without bleeping it out on the radio. They, they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it. Like the low pro hole should be cut like an afro. Mm-hmm. Me and the crew mm-hmm. used to do her. I mean, like they just admitted that this chick was a freak. And the, the crew, she went through the crew. Um and boy, was this some backsides in that video. Yes, yes, it was. And for those for those who do not know eclectic, please tell the people when you hear the word poison in this song, where's that from? Um, that would be from a Mr. Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap is um, in my opinion, probably the second greatest lyricist in hip hop history. Um, but he is responsible for the sample. He's the one that's saying poison. Uh, the song was Poison by Coochie Rap on his Road to the Riches mm-hmm. album with DJ Polo. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you look really closely, while they're doing the break and they're going poison, poison, Coochie Rap is in the video saying poison. Mm. Yeah, it's on a um, blue and white jogging suit or something like that. Chilling. Yeah. He's in the video. There it is. I, I just wanted to, you guys to hear that because for some reason, people don't, I want people to make sure that they understand and recognize history and recognize people's contributions to songs. And speaking of contributions, mm-hmm. if you've um, ever listened to my podcast, Eclectic Discussion Podcast, or... The Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. There you go. There you, go. you you might have um, heard me interview Kwame, who's never been on my podcast before, despite having a close personal relationship with Eclectic. But go ahead. All right. And <laughs> um, which um, he tells a, a short story of how he heard Poison and thought it was white. And wrote their lyrics for him, mm. the raps. He did. He did. Mm. Now he. And you know what's weird? Did he ever get like songwriting credits for that? I do not believe so. Oh, because yeah. okay. basically, what he basically said was he was in the backseat of the car. Like, man, just give me some paper real quick here. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like a. It wasn't a studio sesh. It wasn't like yo. Could you? He was just like man here. Yeah, so so mm. that was a thing. <laughs> that was definitely a thing. Yeah, but man. That song, again, this song is legendary. And it's because people of all ages, when the, when, when Ra- uh, Ricky starts singing, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When when he hit the it's driving me out of my mind. Mm. Whoever's there, they're singing that. Yes. Yes. They might not sing any other part of the song, but all the way up until that girl is <laughs> from it's driving me out of my mind to that girl is they're singing it. And when they're not singing the rest of the song, they're dancing their asses off. Mm-hmm. That song. And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm wrestling with this right now. I'm going to ask you your opinion. Mm-hmm. Is Poison more iconic, I'm using that word a lot, mm-hmm. legendary, mm-hmm. than if it isn't love? Ooh. I would say and, yes. It's not. I'm gonna because I was gonna say I was like, if it isn't love, a lot of people know that dance routine. Yeah, of course, of course. But boy, do a lot of people know the Poison Breakdown dance routine? Yeah, it it is. It's um, I would say it's definitely more iconic than if it isn't love, and that's saying a lot because. That is one of New Edition's greatest songs as far as, you know, their popularity and everything. I can't think of one bigger than If It Isn't Love for New Edition. I would say, okay, follow up. Is it bigger than Can You Stand the Rain? Because I, I would make a case that Can You Stand the Rain is bigger. I, I Only reason why, I mean, look, because you're going, you're going ballot to true, fast true, song. True, true, so, true. So in the realms of Okay, I got you. I got Cold you. turn the party gotcha, out. Gotcha. Poison okay. is gonna win that. You're right, you're right. You're right. And I don't think more people know Kings than the Rain than they know Poison. You're right. You're right. Poison probably you you're right. Because Poison probably is their I would say Poison is probably new addition, the collective from everybody in the group, maybe with the exception of Bobby's hits. I don't think anybody else has had a bigger hit than Poison. No, that's what that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's yeah, you're crazy right. to you're think right. You're right. that the three least <laughs> <laughs> important people <laughs> made something better than I mean, you know, as far as popularity mm-hmm. and, and longevity. Right. Than the new edition discography. This is true. <laughs> this is true. I, I probably crazy. you probably could put maybe I mean, it's it's not bigger than Don't Be Cruel, but that's probably about it when it comes to the, the crew as far as their, their discography. And that's saying a lot because, again, the lyrics, like you said, was written by <laughs> by Kwame. And, you know, these guys were, I don't want to call them castoffs, but nobody thought that this was going to be anything or go anywhere. And here it is. It's quadruple platinum and new, I mean, excuse me, Bell Biv DeVoe is a household name. And they're on MTV and BET and everything. Um, and that song was being used in movies, yes. TV shows, yes. it starts a club, you, you scratch it, you can <laughs> Yes. And it and it still jams to this day. I don't care where you are. It, it this song <laughs> and you'll know what I'm talking about. This song is so iconic that you can be somewhere and they will start they won't start the song from the beginning. 
they'll start from the bridge where Ricky's saying, it's driving me out of my mind. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's all they got to do. That's all and they got to do. everyone was saying that. Everybody's saying and here's that. A, and here's the other thing. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack on something I said earlier. Okay. Because I just thought about it. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Is close to, it's 1B. Because I, I said it was the most iconic thing lying on there. Mm-hmm. But I I just I just remembered. Don't trust a big foot and a smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that guy, yeah. That guy's up flipping. Yeah. Don't trust a Never big trust a big butt and a smile. Yeah. I mean, people still saying that to this day. Never trust a big butt and a smile uh, because you'll see a thousand of them on IG. Um, yeah, and those people might not have never heard the song, but they know that. <laughs> Damn, this song is incredible. Yeah, it is. It truly is. And it's one of those songs that has aged tremendously. We will be 80 years old talking about Poison, Deadly, Moving Real Slow, Looking For... <laughs> I mean, like, it's just... It's one of those songs that if somebody says a word from the song to you not even singing the song you will start rapping somebody can walk into your office and say poison and you'll say deadly moving in slow looking for a mellow felt like the vote getting paid (laughs) man oh man iconic you're right man i you you get no argument from me it's it's never trust a big button a smile still to this day still reigns supreme um then we go into track seven. Ain't nothing changed. We talked about that a little earlier. Uh, like I said, probably our least favorite track, but still a very good track, particularly mm-hmm. for this album. Um, that that too was produced by the Bomb Squad. Then we go into the ballads. Um, the aforementioned "When Will I See You Smile Again," uh, produced and written by Alt Alton Stewart and Timmy Gatlin. Um, Man, Ricky singing ballads. People, people know New Edition from you know Ralph singing. Uh, they know it from you know Johnny when he joined the group. What's that? <laughs> I forgot who I'm talking to. <laughs> so, where question did did this song surprise you at all? Um, yes. Okay, it surprised me because. Up until then, there was no indication that they were going to do a song that had even a mid-tempo. <laughs> this is true, because everything else is up-tempo up until this point. Yeah, you are you are 15 pounds down and dripping with sweat <laughs> by the time <laughs> when I see you smile comes on. So, right. so to that I say, yes, I was surprised. Right. Because, you know, when you... Even if you did read the um, the, the the credits and mm-hmm. and the, the, the track list, by the time you got to, you haven't forgot what you, <laughs> you know, right, right. And, and who knows how they're gonna give you when <laughs> I see you smile? They could be, bitch. When I'm gonna see you? You don't know. <laughs> Smack it up, flip so it, you, rub it down. Yeah, you don't know. So so as far as that is concerned, yes, it was a surprise, but. Um, 
Man, that's a great song. It is. I will say this. Personally, mm-hmm. now this is just personal, and I don't necessarily even think, okay, there could be a very good reason. Mm-hmm. But shut up. Personally, I enjoy this more than Can You Stand the Rain. Stop it. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was bad. No, no, no. I, I got you. I got you. No, you know and what? I also, I, I also, I also, I also clarify where if you really think about it, you can understand why I would say that. <laughs> right. I understand. I understand. Um, uh, yeah. And great video, too. It is. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. Um, this song was the fourth song that was released. It was released January 4th, 1991. Um, mad airplay, mad video play. Um, man, what can I say? Like you said, I, I'm like you, I was surprised because at this point we had, you know, (laughs) we had been poisoned. We had been done. We, (laughs) we had been told it was dope. I mean, we had been through all kinds of emotions up until this point throughout this album. And then we slow it down at the end of the album with uh, When Will I See You Smile Again. As I mentioned earlier, my favorite ballad on the album. Um, it's incredible, man. It, it is one of those songs that uh, made quite a few of my slow jams get the draws tapes um, when I was making the tapes. So... <laughs> So, yeah, I love this joint. And then we move to track uh, nine, uh, the aforementioned I Do Need You. Uh, this is my Man, let me tell you something. Ricky went off. He did. He did. And this was a time where I just, I think one of the things that I love about this era was that your ballads just were on point. And I think I go back to what you said a little bit earlier about Keith Sweat. Mm-hmm. The ballads are just on point. You know, like there's no drop off from one ballad to the next ballad on a, on a cohesive album. And, you know, whatever you want to say about Keith Sweat, you can say it. But to your point, his ballads on his albums, particularly those first two albums, those ballads yeah. don't fall off. They are banger no. after banger after banger. Um, and and I, I say the same for as much as I love When Will I See You Smile Again, if anybody like you says, I think I do need you is better, I have no beef because it's a banging ass song. Yeah, and the thing is, when you listen to that album and you hear when will I see you smile again? You see the video, mm-hmm. you're like, shit, they done killed it. And then the next song come on, you're like, how? <laughs> right. Like, like, right. Come on, man. Right. And, then, and then you're mad because there's it's no album left. No. It's just a Poison remix. And then you're exactly. like, come on, give me about three more ballads. You they know really saying? could have. And, and, and these are essentially Ricky solos. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. The guys, and, you know, the other guys are backing them up, but the, but you're right, they're, they're pretty much up, but, pretty much his solos. And I mean these 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 two songs, but I do need you. He's saying his face, and here's the thing. Hold on, real quick. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: '90s, late '80s, well, all of '80s actually, early '90s. 
the ballots, the subject matter mm. was so on point and it was varied. And the songwriting, the lyrics was so different because essentially I do need you and one want to see you smile again could be like the same thing, but they're two totally different written songs. They were sung differently. The, the arrangement is so different. You can't get that nowadays no. across 15 artists. Mm-mm. The ballads, if they're ballads, they're going to sound the exact same and they're going to say the same things about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to sound the same. That And that is crazy how you can have two songs back to back like this that are just ridiculous. And then like we were talking about Kiso. Kiso, I have like, he'll give you five. He'll give you five or six. And they're all different. Mm-hmm. He, he could, all he's doing is begging and pleading. To <laughs> but he begged five different Different ways. ways. <laughs> Oh, it could have been the same girl, but he begged five this different ways. True. This is so true. Yeah, so man, but yeah, I don't need you. Yeah, they, please, I, I implore you to listen to this song and put you in the mood. And Ricky sang his face off. He did. He really did. And I mean, just to add to your point, like you said, there's no fall off. This album, the only knock, and I, I really. I don't have any knocks for this album. Um, the only knock I would give the album, if, if it would be a knock, is that, yeah, I could have I could have gotten two more ballads just to close it out. Um, I'm cool. The next song, you know, was track 10, uh, the Poison Extended Club remix. You know, that's cool. But, you know, I could have I could have done you know another two ballads or so but this album is flawless man um as i mentioned before one of the best r&b albums from 1990 from the 90s period and uh you know they the thing i want to impress upon the people that are listening is that like i said it was just if it had been bobby that did this album if it had been ralph that did, had done this album <laughs> I don't think he collected think Johnny could have pulled this off. Who's <laughs> that? But uh but um just for from these three guys, man, I thought it was incredible, man. Uh, what what were some of your biggest takeaways from this album? Um that Ricky was I mean, after my man left, the best singer in New Edition. And I didn't I didn't necessarily realize it. He was he's an unsung hero in the audition. Um, they technically invented a sub genre of music. That mental uh, hip hop smoothed out mm-hmm. because they extended that through the East Coast family, the boys, the men stuff, the B, the ABC stuff. They made, they had a small, you know, um, niche. They they did something for themselves. Um, And they made one of probably top three most iconic songs in the new edition family tree. Um, Poison, the album is crazy, but that song 
people don't really realize how dope that song is. What is what anniversary is this? This is thirty years. Thirty years. Now, people listening, all them songs you like right now. <laughs> all them songs you loving. All I those mean, artists that you loving. Yeah, your your little Uzi squirts. <laughs> Uzi vertical. Yeah. yeah. And you listen even your your J Electronica. Oh my god. Summer in Walkers. 20, in 2050. <laughs> wow. In 2050. When they throw on that fucking... Um, when they throw on that Meg. <laughs> in 2050. Just, you know. You know. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me know in 2050. I'm, I'm pretty sure she won't be twerking in 2050. I'm pretty sure. I'm just saying when when in 2050 when those 25 year olds who weren't born when the Meg came out when they're somewhere and someone throws on the Meg <laughs> the Meg <laughs> will they be singing the Meg and dancing because again he said 30 years I've been I've been to many a brunch. Right. And many a day party. Mm-hmm. And many of those have people that's 25, 26, 27 years old. They're not 30. And even if they were 30, they would have been one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and when when Ricky starts singing and the dent 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 happens. Right. It's active. Yes. Always. So, so I'm saying. Always active. Always. Um, I agree with you, man. It, it This album, I mean, it's it's really hard to believe that this album is actually turning 30 years old. As, as you guys can see, we are sitting here, po- you know, waxing poetic about it because it resonates just that much. Um, before we get out of here, I would be remiss if I did not mention the remix album. Um, mm. let me put you guys up on a little something back in the day, in the nineties, <laughs> <laughs> if an album was incredibly dope, they would take the songs and remix the songs and put out a whole nother album just of the remixes of the original songs. And guess what? We'd cop it. Mm-hmm. So this album that we're talking about, it comes out in 1990, March, March 20th, 1990. On August 27th of 1991, they drop a new album, a remix album called WBBD, Boot City, the remix album. And it was incredible. <laughs> and I bought that shit. <laughs> Listen. The <laughs> this is this is what I want to explain to people. That came out, and I, I'm I'm going back earlier when I say that Bell Biv DeVoe, and really the Poison album, but Bell Biv DeVoe, do not get the respect that they deserve mm-hmm. because. 
WBBD Boot City, the remix album. Unheard of. Mm. Year later, oh shit, it's the What's the 411 remix album. <laughs> this is incredible. Ain't nobody did this before. Right, right, right. Like, huh? Wait, what? Yeah, BBD. <laughs> they they were first. They were first. What? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and people did forget just that fast too. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, SWV just dropped the album of all their remixes. Uh huh. Yeah, they weren't yeah. the first. Mm 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 mm. And for what they did to the Doomy song. Mm. Uh. The Doomy remix. Which was already a dope song in and of itself. The smoothed out. Yes. Amen. But yes, word to the mother. Yeah. It it started the oh. Ain't nothing changed. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait a minute, why couldn't that have been on? (laughs) Right. We had to give it to you the first time and then, then correct it. Man, it, it was uh that album again. The one where I see you smile again, Rick. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. The only thing I don't think they did that I do need you as well as they should have. But that one like, see But you smile. know, I like the, no, the I like saxophone it. at the end. Yeah. And the piano. But the one where I see you smile remix. Yeah, yeah. That was cold. That yeah. was cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It, it is. Now it's, here's the question. Go ahead. Is it better than poison? I somehow knew that you were going to ask me this. So somehow answer it. I I can't say that it's better than poison. Um, just because poison has sentimental value to me. Um, because I remember going to Ray's record shop in Florence, South Carolina, my hometown, and buying this tape. I think I bought it maybe a week or so after it came out because everybody, everybody in my school at Wilson High School had it. And so that was another thing, too. Like, you know, for those of you listening who, you know, when there was no Internet, we had to go to we had to get in our cars, go to the record store and buy tapes. So you bought the tape. And then, you know, if, if Eclectic and I are in school and Eclectic has the tape and if he's not willing to let me cop a dub from him, I got to go buy the tape. And usually Mm. what happens is word of mouth, people start talking about like you didn't want to be the one who didn't have the tape. So Mm -hmm. I had to go get this tape. So it's poison has it. Like I said, it's it's sentimental to me. I could still go to my hometown and I could still go to that same record store that still open surprisingly. And I'm pretty sure that the poison tape is probably still in there, probably in a box somewhere, but they, they still have the album. But, um, I'm going to say just for sentimental value, uh, the Poison album is better. If you said Boot City was better, I can't disagree. Because it might be better. It might be better because the remixes are so fucking cold. I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, you can't, (laughs) you, those remixes, most people ain't touching. And I'm glad that you made the point about how people forget because you're right. Mary J came with what's the 411. Then she dropped the what's the 411 remix and people lost their minds and rightfully so, but she wasn't the first to do it. I'm talking a year later. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It wasn't even that long. Here we are. And like you said, they forgot all about BBD, but 
Yeah, this this Poison album doesn't get us. We, we're, we're definitely giving them their flowers. So so I got to ask you, which one are you taking? Boot City or Poison? Uh, I'm going Boot City. Sonically. Okay. If I get rid of, like, I don't know why they put the London-style remix of Poison on there again, but nah, I mean, yeah. When you add what they did to see, the only thing I'm missing mm-hmm. is the original. Well, now I get to do me mental. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, give me this because I get to do me mental remix, and mm-hmm. I get the the word to the mother, and I get the uh, one. Well, let's see. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm going with this one. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, it, it's. It's cold, man. It's cold. Like I said, you you can't go wrong with either one. Um, the the Poison album, again, iconic album, and then they do a remix album, which is just as good, if not better. And they made the worst song on Poison better on this. You know, yeah, I'm yes. wrong. Mm-mm. I'm wrong. Mm-mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh man, man! Before we get out of here, man, tell the people where they can catch you at, man. Man, you can catch me. I'm in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can catch me. You can catch me six feet away from you. <laughs> yeah, you can't catch me. <laughs> in fact, don't get there. You, you can't catch me, and I ain't catching you. Right. So. <laughs> Um, but if, if, and please don't say it after I say this, you can catch me on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) at eclectic. Oh man. (laughs) And, um, on the podcast, eclectic discussion podcast, encyclopedia hip hop podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I mean, you can, (laughs) you ain't there. Hey, I didn't. Uh, disable it. If you go back and read my old tweets, they, they fucking. But you, but you're not missing nothing on Twitter, man. I'm telling you. I I know no. this, but you know now is a good time to be on Twitter because no, it's not, man. Because everybody's telling you the world is coming to the end because of this coronavirus, man. It's not. Uh, it's uh, not. I'm not even sure you're allowed to say that. But if <laughs> you do want to follow me on on Twitter at I am eclectic um, and at Tweet Rhymes Life. And uh, but and, yeah, and one gotta go I'm on uh, IG. Yeah, yeah. Um, official one gotta go. There you go. Oh so my gosh. They bite, they've been biting so yeah. hard, bro. Man, still on my style, biting on the ice like a crocodile. <laughs> Man. Um, if anyone that just heard that and know what song and what artist said that, if you if you send me a message on Instagram, I'll send you something. Please I'll do because I don't know what song that's from. I've heard it before, nah. I think, nah. but I don't know. Nah. Where. <laughs> <laughs> but now um, but um, I'm most active on Instagram, and um, so you can check me out there. And um, maybe I'll be back on this podcast. You know, oh yeah, you never yeah. know. Yeah, you um, you'll be back if for no other reason, man. Um, somebody else has a thirtieth coming this year. Some some dude named James Smith. So we gotta talk about him. So. 
Uh, that's who I made. I don't want to fall in love. Oh, that was that was Jane Child. My bad. My bad. That's not. So come on, man. You on just about every other podcast. We we except we, for the ones that's my favorite shit. <laughs> Look at this guy. Uh, you guys know where to find me. You've been listening this long. Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. So for my man, eclectic. I'm your boy, Twelve Kyle. We'll catch you guys on the next go round. Five G.